Live in the studio, as always, or as usual, let's usual. put it that way. Occasionally, we do a rerun, don't we? Yeah. With circumstances, but we're so glad to be here. I'm Mama Mac, and with me is my famous Dr. Angel Falzoni, co-host. How are you? I'm well, and yourself? Yeah, doing good. Excited about this show. We're on our last part, part four of the series we've been in, and it's been really a good series. Inner Confidence. And uh, I think it's just something that a lot of people need to hear, Dr. Angel. I agree with you. I, I see this as a big struggle for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and you being Ph.D., licensed mental health counselor in practice and in, in working for a corporation and all that, you have done so much of this kind of thing, working with people in this very area, haven't you? This has kind of been one of your areas of expertise. It is. It's kind of one of those root things. So people don't come into my office and sit down and say, Dr. Angel, I need help with confidence. It's one of those things we kind of uncover that's masked masked in other ways, like depression. Exactly. And so we kind of see this as what's leading to some of those feelings. So a lot of times they don't know what it is, but they do have some symptoms, symptoms. Let me say that correctly. (laughs) So give us some idea, because this is part four, so Mm -hmm. just give us an idea of what kind of symptoms perhaps some of our audience might look in their own lives and say, maybe I could benefit from this series, you know? Well, absolutely. You know, those feelings of, you know, just not living the life you want to live, feeling like life is kind of passing you by and you're not sure how to get a grip of it, Um, feeling like you can't do anything well. Okay. Feeling like you don't have strengths or you don't have gifts and everybody else can do it so much better. So be basically putting yourself down, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, not being able to make a decision. Right. That's a big symptom. And that's actually one I see quite often. Um, having unhealthy relationships can be a symptom. Always getting involved with the wrong people. Yeah. So if you kind of keep finding yourself dating the wrong girl or dating the wrong guy and it's right. kind of the same person, just a different name just and a different, a different face. different name, yeah. Yeah. You could be dealing with a confidence or ah. self-esteem issue because they do go hand in hand. Right. Um, people who lack confidence also usually lack that self-esteem they feel like they're just not worth much they're not worth much we talked about self-esteem the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence early on didn't we do you want to do you want to bring that up that's great so self-esteem is our value okay that is what we believe we have a value in right and our self-confidence is believing in our abilities our our, abilities self-confidence yes so when we believe we have value so if we can't believe we have abilities without believing we have some value right Right. exactly so that's why they go hand in hand and don't you think dr angel a lot of people struggle with that value issue let alone the abilities but the value because you know so often people grow up in situations where They've been put down. They've been uh, maybe just treated terribly or abandoned or a parent has left them or whatever the case may be. And they feel like, well, if my own mother couldn't even love me, why would anybody else type thing, right? Oh, yes. A lot of things can um, 
reach back into those roots of hurts in our childhood or even just um, children tend to be very egocentric. So even when an issue is happening that really doesn't involve the children, say the parents or marriage has fallen apart and they right. end up divorced. Sure. Kids believe it's their fault right. and it still internalizes in their self-esteem and self-confidence. Right. And, I mean, so many kids have problems at school growing up. Maybe they have to wear glasses. One of my children had to have some pretty thick glasses. Um, and that affected her. It really did. And, uh, you know, as a young, as age four oh, on, sure. you know, until she could get contacts. And that was a, a problem with self, self-esteem self there, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, and those kinds of things affect kids, and they then they affect them into adult life, don't they? Oh, absolutely. We kind of just keep bringing that, you know, our bags with us and adding right. to it as we go through life. Um, and I've worked with teenage girls that were model quality who thought they were ugly. Yeah, and that is always amazes me, or that think they're fat and they're skinny, skinny, and they're tipping the scales at you know ninety pounds, right. and they feel exactly. like absolutely, yes. you know. So it's the skew of reality where some right. of our beliefs come from. It is isn't it so we've been talking about this self-confidence because we want our audience to understand that that can change right can you can you explain that that this is not a doomsday thing if you feel like you lack confidence absolutely this is one of those great things that we have power and control over because there's a lot of subjects we talk about on this show that we have limited power or control so when we're talking about ourselves we have a lot of power and control and so when we're lacking self-confidence we're usually thinking negative things about ourselves or our abilities right um we're usually having negative behaviors about ourselves and we're usually saying negative words like when someone pays you a compliment like oh you did that really well and you're like oh no i messed up here and here and here or it was just yourself down yeah you know so one of those things i work on to teach people is when you get a compliment Say thank you and let it go. But that's hard for a lot of people, isn't it? It is, because it is. they want to counteract it. Well, they also feel like maybe they didn't deserve that compliment, right? <clears throat> that's a lack of value. Right, exactly. And that's where we see that. And so if you're that person that you get a compliment and your first response isn't thank you, that's probably another one of those mm. symptoms we're looking at. And so we can control our thoughts, we can control our actions, and we can control, you know, our words. And all of those, a change in any one of those areas changes all of those areas. So we would really, the last three weeks on this series, we've really, and by the way, they're all on podcast right here, TantalkNetwork.com. Go to the podcast tab and go down to Go Yard and you'll find them and catch up with this series. But we've really been talking about how to change this if you feel like, this is an area of weakness in your life because a lot of people do, Dr. Angel. They really do feel that. No, they experience it, and this yeah. is a weakness. They may not be able to put the check mark on lacking self-confidence or lacking. Yeah, because you know, they may not understand that that's But they the do root. feel these experiences. Right. But the great thing is is you, you can do things today right. to start making a difference. You know, Roma wasn't built in a day, and our self-confidence doesn't grow Rome in a day. Roma was not built in a day. I've heard that before. Yeah. That's such a famous quote. It is, but it's true. <laughs> it's it true. true. It takes time. No, it's true. It takes time to make changes in our lives, especially things that are deep down on the inside of us, right, that have been there for a long time. You know, they're are so much a part of us they are yeah you know and then we kind of have this like confidence muscle mm-hmm. you know so we got to practice using it so in the beginning we're going to use it a little bit because it's weak we haven't been using it and then we can add to it and build to it just like going to the gym you know you're not going to say oh i'm going to go running and do 20 miles when you've never ran before right but you might run you know 
half a mile and then the next day maybe go three quarters so this is how confidence is built little by little by little we're building a confidence muscle and don't you think that part of it is just being aware that Mm -hmm. that's an area you need to work on in your life because i think a lot of times we have these areas that really bug us bug us and boggle us and you know kind of keep us suppressed you know and becoming all we can be but we're not even aware what they are we just know there's a general sense of i'm not good enough or I'm not this or I'm not that, but we don't even know how to start even working on it. Absolutely. We do get sick. And I think single-handedly, you know, lacking self-confidence and lacking self-esteem are the two biggest shackles that people can wear in their lives. Wow. Wow. That's a huge statement from you. you it is huge. Don't, you don't usually have a, such a definitive uh, It is true, like but that. if I don't believe I have value and if right. I don't believe in my abilities, I'm not really going to get very far in life. Good. So let's, if you take notes, write a couple things down. We're going to, she's going to give you here, we're going to give you uh, ways to improve your inner confidence. We've already talked about a few, so just hit them one, two, three, and then we'll get to the kind and generous one. Okay. We'll Starts out them. with groom yourself according to, to notes you gave me. Right. So one thing you can do today, tomorrow, wake up and get dressed for the day. Don't stay right. in your jammies. Don't stay in your sloppy clothes. Fix your hair. Don't take a shower. Don't go to Walmart in the middle of the night in your jammies. Yeah. Just don't do it. Um, Have you stopped doing that? I don't go to Walmart. My pajamas. <laughs> I'm teasing. All right, go ahead. Um, you know, I just stopped at Wawa though on my way here, and there was a lady in her, in pajamas, her pajamas and shower cap at five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, oh. So uh-huh. take that time and okay. effort into yourself. There you go. You, you know. Be purposeful about your dress because when you feel dressed better, you're going to have you more feel, positive yeah, feelings. You do. Um, take inventory about. What you really think about yourself. Okay. What are those words you keep saying? What are those messages you say to yourself over and over? When you look in the mirror, what are your thoughts when you see yourself? Right. Um, Take some inventory of that. Where do those negative thoughts come from? And let's challenge them with truth. So a person who goes, I don't know how to take inventory. How do they take inventory? By paying attention to the words (laughs) they're saying and the things they're thinking. Like, Think about thinking what you're thinking about. That's a lot of thinking. But when you catch yourself feeling or saying something negative, usually other people can help you because we down ourselves in our words and don't even realize it. But other people notice it. So someone you live with, if you hear me say something negative, just about me, me. stop me. Stop me. Yes. Very good. That's the inventory. You know, and trying to think positively. A lot of people go straight into that negative thought. Oh, this is going to fail or I can't do this. And and dare to think positive about it. And dare to think about things you do do well, right? Things you do good. I mean, there's got to be some. Everybody has things that they do well. Right. Um, And I don't use absolutes very much. And that was an absolute. That was an absolute. But it's really important because what you think is who you become. Right. Some people are so good at, at little things that you don't even think might be an asset. But my one of my sisters is totally amazing at shopping. She's our official shopper. She's my official shopper. <laughs> and my other sister, Jan's official shopper. And, and she just can find bargains. She can go and she can find sales and she hits the right day. And she comes up with really cute things. And she takes pride in, in being a shopper. I mean, that's what she does. It's a great skill to have. Right. And she saves a ton of money doing it, you know? Oh, that's cool. And she probably really enjoys it. Yes, she does. So, all right. So be thinking about things like that that you do well, right? Absolutely. And so when we're using our positive words, we also want to use positive action. So... 
act in a positive way. You know, hold that door for somebody. Yes. Um, yes. Smile. You know, be those courteous. are positive. Courteous. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Be purposeful to be positive. Uh, let somebody else in in traffic for heaven's sake. You know. Because I love it when somebody lets me in when I am late or whatever. And, I mean, just a quick, you know, wave or or thanks or whatever is so important because when we do that, it's back to us. Absolutely. It's contagious. So when we give positive, we get positive right. back. We and get so it back. It's, yes. a, it's a double, you know, it's a good thing to do. It's helping us and helping others. Um, so be purposeful and being positive. Right. Think about what's a little thing I can do for someone else. You know, one thing I think you mentioned last week, I'm not sure, but I remember kind of that, that we should be purposeful, not only purposeful, but put energy into what we do. Like, um, you know, when we start this show, sometimes we've come in here and we're tired and we've come from a long day and whatever, but it's like, you know, you, you gear up, you got up and you do it, you know, and you do it with force and you do it with excellence because that's the goal. You know, you don't want to just, if we came in here to the show and well, Angel, how are you? I'm not very good today. How are you doing? You know, in other words, how we talk, how we react with our hands, how we Put some energy into your actions. You'll feel better, right? You do. You do. Absolutely. That energy is powerful, and that's contagious, too. Right. So use that energy. You know, if you're feeling exhausted all the time and tired all the time, that's signs that you're not getting good rest. Or Right. Look at that. Give your body the rest so that you have Can the energy. energy. There's a verse in the Bible that says, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Right. Mm -hmm. In other words, do it excellently. You know, if you're a friend to someone, be a good friend. Yes. If you're You'll stay feel at home. better about yourself, if you're a good friend, go if ahead. Stay, if you're a stay at home mom, be right. the best stay at home mom you can be. Right. That has a lot to do with inner confidence. Don't you think yes, when you're it giving it all your all instead of just, oh, I don't know. It's another one of those days. I don't know if I can get through it. You know, that's a lot of people's attitude, doctor. It, it really is. And it's funny because. People see that and they, yes. they know it. You know, it's funny because a joke at work is uh, they call me angels, a hundred percenter, meaning any task that someone gives me, whatever it is, I do it. I put a hundred percent of myself exactly. in this task. Yes. Um, and they just call me the hundred percenter because there's so many people that right. aren't that way. It's really noticed when you're putting energy in. But when you're Other putting things. energy in, it's that whole thing of what you plant, what you sow is what you're going to reap. So if you are giving it an excellent try you know uh, I remember it, it, as a kid you know playing sports and whatever and going up to bat because we played a lot of baseball back in those days in Central America and I can remember going up to bat and and thinking I, I'm going to hit a home run this time I'm going to do this just mm -hmm. like we've talked a lot about baseball and how those players go up to the plate thinking they're going to do something amazing they don't go up and think I'm going to strike out exactly because they've trained their minds to believe the positive, right? Absolutely. And we got to train ours mm -hmm. to do th that as well. We need to be thinking in those positive frames. And so that leads us to being kind and curt generous. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to be kind and generous with other people. But are you kind and generous to yourself? Right. 
Exactly. You know, a lot of times we're willing to give people grace. Right. And allow, you know, let them have room to, you know, fail and, oh, it's okay. You did a good try and find the positive for them. But if we fail, oh, the world has stopped turning and it's coming <laughs> to an end. So you're saying a lot of times we we show that we lack confidence because we're not generous to ourselves. We're not kind to ourselves. Is that what I hear you we saying? We definitely lack kindness to ourselves. And we don't give ourselves that room to be a human. Right. Now, we sometimes expect the superhuman to come out of us. We shouldn't have failed or I shouldn't have been able to or, you know, whatever oh, it I is. I messed up so bad. And I, I, I. Right. Yeah. But we can find the positive for our best friend right. when but she's telling us her story. Right. And so a lot of times I like to flip that script. So yes. I'm your best friend and I'm telling you this. What would you tell me? Right. And they got they have great suggestions. Well, let's let's. That's what you need. Right. And so we need to be kind and generous with ourselves. Um, exactly. You know, and it comes down to forgiveness and patience. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of times we, the hardest thing for us to forgive is us. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Why? Why is that the case? I don't know. I just think there's this human expectation of perfection that doesn't exist. Right. And a lot of times we take the blame for things that absolutely could not have been our fault anyway. And then we can't forgive ourselves, but we really didn't have control over it. You know, so we kind of, it's amazing to hear what some people believe is their fault. So learn to be kind and generous to mm -hmm. yourselves. And by the way, if you'd like to call in and comment tonight on this show, feel free. 727-441-3000. We'd love to entertain your questions or your comments. 727-441-3000. Um, you know, so often it seems to me like people, they, they don't know what they want to do with their lives. And so they flounder around and then they lose confidence because they try this and they try that. But there's nothing really wrong with trying a bunch of different things, right? Till you land with where you... I, I think that's a great idea to try I, I different too. things. I'll tell you what, I've tried a lot of different things and nothing that I've ever tried has gone to waste. Okay. And I think Good that's point. been the coolest Good thing point. for me, you know, walking my journey as I've used every skill that I've lived along that journey right. and it's amazing. So it makes us more well-rounded people when we have those kinds of experiences. Right. Um, when you're walking without a plan, you're, you're right. You're going nowhere. You're kind of just circling and circling. You got to have some plan. When you look back on years of different jobs, you know, and as you've said, and even in your relationships and different things in your life, you've learned from everything, mm -hmm. right? You do. And, and and all of them, even though painful sometimes, make us better in the present, don't you think? Uh, yes, because it gives us an opportunity to grow. Right. You know, and everything you do is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn something, to gain strength, to work on our confidence. Opportunities. Yes, absolutely. So, so why not? Why, right. Why not cut yourself some slack is what I'm trying to say. And quit beating yourself up if you've had 15 jobs, you know, or whatever. It's okay. And you don't have to know your life's career at 18 or when you graduate high school, you know. You may not have decided, figured out your life's career until you're in your 30s or 40s. A lot of people are going back to school and retraining. It's okay. I'm certainly not doing what I was trained for in college. <laughs> <laughs> I was in pre-med and, and uh, I did teach, you know. But, but, I mean, life has taken me in all these different directions. Pastoring, owning a, my own Christian bookstore and for 11 years, counseling and Real estate for 27. I mean, just so many different things, but all of them build on each other 
and make me a better person, really, because I've learned a lot through all that. So do you feel like any of those experiences were a waste of time not for you? Not at all. Not at all. Even the hard pre-med, no, not at all. And the years of teaching, I, I learned so much, even though I never wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. And then, then suddenly I was, and from day one, I loved it. And it was like, oh, I belong right here, you know? And so as, as you, I guess the point is, as you embrace where you are in life, I think that you gain some confidence, you know? Because it, w when you're just trugging along and, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this, this job is horrible, that's where a lot of people are, Dr. Angel. They get up in the morning and they go, oh, I gotta get in the car, and I gotta go to work, and I hate it. That's a, it's a hard way to live. It is a hard way to live. And if you're that person that you're getting in the car and you're hating where you're going, start making a plan for making going somewhere else and getting yourself out i know a lot of people can't just quit their job and find a new career tomorrow because they have bills to pay life happens but you can start working towards something exactly. else and doors open mm -hmm. you know doors of opportunity open don't be afraid and i think this is a person that lacks a lot of inner confidence a lot of times might miss out on those doors opening because they don't feel like they can be a success at that new thing, whatever it right. is. Right, so they just don't walk through those doors. Right. They're afraid of those doors. Right. So that's part of really developing inner confidence. Take some risks. Be a risk taker. Absolutely. Risk taking is an important part. I, I talk about living on the limbs. If you are not living, living on, the limbs on the limbs in life, you uh. are missing out, which just means getting out of your comfort zone yeah. and daring to Take believe. A yes. Mm -hmm. Taking. Yeah. That doesn't mean that life will not bring some problems or that new job or that new relationship might not have some problems. But if you never try, how can you ever find out absolutely i'll tell you what living on the limbs for a while for me i can tell you some of those limbs broke a few times but <laughs> i learned from it and i grew from it exactly. and it didn't stop me from living on the limbs again right you know and that's what we got to do we got to get out of our comfort zone right if we we're do. comfortable we're complacent usually and we're so, not living so i think what we're saying in this show is that one way to develop inner confidence is take risk and try new things and don't assume that you can't do it or that you cannot be a success at something totally different maybe than you've ever done before absolutely you can and if it's a career you want to change take those steps and make a direction plan i want to bring you back to the day that we met in the village inn <laughs> about uh, four years ago right i remember that day and i said i'd like to have lunch with you because i have an idea and we sat down there and talked, and I said, here's my idea. I want to do a counseling show, which is what we have right here at Go Yard. And uh, you had just were almost finished with your Ph.D. at mm -hmm. that point. And you already were a licensed mental health counselor. Mm -hmm. and, and so we began to brainstorm, and you said, but I can't talk. Well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth what you said that day. Why don't you tell oh, me I what you said that day? Oh, I was a scaredy cat. I will tell you that. I Vaughn, was petrified. Vaughn, she was a scaredy cat. She was, really. I'm like, to I don't know. behind this mic, she was like, oh. I don't think I can do that. I was scared. Right. And I thought I was going to try once or twice and just give it a try and never do it again. And right. here I am almost four years later. Exactly. And do you enjoy it? I love it. Is it comfortable? It is. It wasn't in the beginning. But uh -huh. I worked through it. You worked through I it. I did it anyway. And I think that one of your people that works with you says that they enjoy the shows when we wing it. Mm-hmm. They like love right that. right now, we kind of have an outline because you've prepared it where you wanted to go with this. But a lot of our shows are we just wing it. 
And um, and who would have ever thought we would have done that back four years ago? Yeah, not me. Definitely not me. And some of our better shows have just been, okay, here's the topic. Let's just talk, Mm -hmm. you know? And so basically what I'm saying by using us as an example is that if you never try something that seems somewhat scary and like, oh my gosh, that's out of my comfort zone. That's not in my wheelhouse. I don't know how I could do that. If you never try, you never know if you like it. I love radio. Radio's in my blood. And you know what? You like it too. I do. I know you do. We're going to go to break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to hear a song real quick and then come back for we're going to talk about your principles and you go what does that mean you're going to find out in just one minute glad you're with us tonight on go yard when you pick out the music i have a tiger you're gonna hear me roar because so often we don't develop that potential in ourselves right we don't take those risks we don't get out there on the front line and try something different and see what it might feel like if we try that no because when we get pushed down a lot of times we stay there we stay there right and then we cry about it Welcome back to Go Yard, and we are in part four of Inner Confidence, this series. If you missed any of these, go to, go, I'm sorry, go to tantalknetwork.com and go to podcasts and go to Go Yard, and you can catch up on these, and and also our website, we put titles there, and uh, that's, that's updated every month. So our website is Go Yard 2014, that's the year we began the show, .org, O-R-G, it's an O-R-G, so check them out, and the titles, there's all kinds of series, like what is on our website oh my goodness a oh lot oh my goodness a yes. lot so let's see here stress anxiety parenting fear fear control domestic violence, domestic violence. um oh my gosh we've just done so many amazing so shows stuff. peace kindness yes, yes. it's all, all gratitude right gratitude oh my gosh there's so much there so go to that website and catch up on these shows and i think they'll be a, a real help to you so let's talk about our principles because one of the the aspects of learning to be really inner and have that inner confidence is to know your principles, right? Absolutely. So let's define those. What is a principle? So our principles are those things that we live by that okay. we use to make our decisions by. So if you have a principle of uh, respect or okay. truth and honesty, those are going to be some of the things that we make our decisions based on. Um, so principles can be anything they usually come from childhood or we develop them sometimes our parents kind of have their principles and we learn to take on theirs um and some they can come from your faith they can come from all kinds of places or experiences maybe you've been lied to so much you make a 
principle about wanting the truth. And so those are the basis for all of our decisions. So it's your character, isn't it? It boils down to who we are. Who you are. So what you'll tolerate, what you won't, what you want to uh, work on, Mm -hmm. what you want to accept. It's very hard for me to be in any kind of a... Uh, friendship or relationship with somebody who lies to me. I, I just have a real hard time with that. that that's I a hard say one. that a lot because it is a big problem that I that I just can't stand. Tell me the truth, whether it hurts or not, you know? Absolutely. And that's a, a principle for you. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when we have principles, we want that's what we want to make our decisions and what we expect other people to follow but sometimes we won't follow our own principles right and then we have that incongruence happening and it doesn't work for us so one of the things i want you to look at is what are your principles what's important what do you value like what are those traits that are so important to you well if you really reflect on that maybe write them down journal it or whatever you're going to realize that maybe possibly some people in your life are really violating your core principles and maybe that's why you feel uneasy around them or you feel like you don't fit there in that anymore whatever that is absolutely because when we have value when i believe i have value that self-esteem i'm gonna have principles because those are kind of the rules of what i'm gonna let happen to me right like i'm not gonna be in a relationship with somebody who puts a hand on me in a negative way that's a core principle not crossing that line ever because I have value and I believe that no one should hurt me with their, you know, violence in any way. And so I value that. Right. But a lot of people don't have principles. So what's happening is they just let people run them over like the rug. Well, and a lot of them may have that principle. They don't want to be beaten or, you know, bruised or whatever, but they're okay with people just talking terrible to them, calling them terrible names. And they're, you know, they don't do anything about that, even though they don't want anybody to harm them physically, but emotionally can be just as bad if not Absolutely worse. Absolutely, it can. If not worse. So that's a person lacking confidence because right. if I believe I have value, I'm probably not going to accept somebody calling me mean names and putting right. me down all the time. I, if I have value, I mean, think about what in your life you value. What object in your life you value? Um, a car, a house, I don't know, your computer. Everyone has different things. What do you do? Would you just throw it around? No, you know, if you have a car, you go wash it and vacuum it. You want it to look nice. When we value something, we take care of it. That's exactly right. And so that's what this is coming. If I say I'm valuing myself, then I should have a standard principles of caring for me, right? Exactly. But a lot of people that are in emotional or have been in emotionally abusive relationships don't value themselves enough to stand up and say, okay, you're... I'm done with this. I cannot handle this anymore. I can't be talked to like that. Or if they've tried that and it didn't work, they got bullied Mm -hmm. really, really bad. Then they back up and become little fearful things, you know? Sure, absolutely. I see that all the time. That's a very common thing that has happened. And until that person learns their value, they're not going to be able to make those principles. Well, is it... How do they change that? Let's say it's something like this, that their principles are just like kind of non-existent. Okay. How do they, you know, go from, oh, well, I don't know, I just, things happen, I don't know, to really go, uh, no, you're not crossing that line. You're not going to talk to me like that or call me those names, you know? How do you, to the person who's been way too timid in this area, way too weak, 
What do you say, Dr. Angel? Well, it happens one step at a time. I was that adult who had no principles and had no value for myself. And I learned it. I made one principle and tried to practice that principle of learning my value at a time. And then I would build on that and try another principle and tried what boundaries would that look like? What does it look like? And I got help of a counselor to help me kind of lay out how should someone treat me because I was used to being treated badly for so long I didn't even know what you should be treated like right and a lot of times people are in that situation they don't even know what it's supposed to be like because it's been bad so long right it looks normal to them right and they just have accepted it for so long that it seems okay right so find someone who's not in that situation or get a counselor or a mentor or a friend and talk about what you know Talk so, about these things. So can you give our audience just exam- a few examples of what principles might be, what values they might look for and if they have or don't have them? Well, how, what I'm, so I can, may value my, my values may be in how people treat me, how, okay. what, how people talk to me, like respect. I have right. a value of respect. Um, I have a value of truth and honesty. Okay. Um, I have a value of, uh, wow, you're putting me, it's Thursday night. My brain is so tired. Well, you just um, said one a minute ago, you don't want to be abused. You don't right, want to be touched. And that goes into, you know, like beat up or mm-hmm. anything, you know, I have a value of fiscal responsibility. So I work to keep a, a close budget so that I don't feel that financial crunch for myself. So those are just some of the things that are values. There can be a lot of values um, that you have and one at a time. Make a list. Make a list. Write it down. But like under those principal values is like a list of 30 things that might go like under respect. Yes, I'm not going to let somebody put their hands on me negative. I'm not going to let somebody, you know, use talk down to me. I'm not going to let them raise their voice and yell at me. So under respect can be a lot. And the same token, I'm not going to do that to someone else either. Exactly. Values are two ways. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so these are all so important. All right, so the person who says, but I just don't measure up to my other family members, or I am the black sheep, or I am the one that my mom really is not close to, or really doesn't seem to love me like she does the others, or whatever, and and or I am the one at work that always has more work piled on me than the person sitting beside me doing the same job, or... You know, these comparisons, don't you think this is a problem for a lot of us when it comes to confidence that Mm -hmm. we're comparing ourselves to others? It's become a huge problem with social media. I mean, it's always been an issue and it's grown because the social media lets us do a whole lot of comparison and get a little bit more different look into people's lives. Um, so we're we're constantly comparing. We got to stop comparing ourselves to anybody else. Yep. Each person is an individual. No two people have had the same life experiences and the same interpretation and the same talents. And the, like, even if you have a twin, there's differences. Oh, absolutely. So you can only compare yourself to yourself. Absolutely. And we have to stop it. If you're that person that gets on social media and you feel bad, take a break from it. Go on a 30 day break from looking in at social media. Right. It'll make a huge difference for you. Right. Um, a lot of times what people are posting is really not their true lives anyway. It's kind of this, what I want you to think my life is like. And then we're comparing ourselves. Oh, I think that's so common. I think that is so common that, that the Facebook in particular and some of the others have gotten to that point where 
it is a comparison for a lot of people. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you know, a lot of people will get in contact with like people they went to high school with or college with, and you know, now they're in their thirties or forties, and like, oh my gosh, look what they're doing, and I'm, you know, still working at, you know, the grocery store, and they have these fabulous careers. Well, you don't know what's under all of that. Right. And everyone has a different journey. Right. And there is nothing wrong with working at the grocery store. People need to work at the grocery store. Like, That's right. It's okay. Exactly. You are not them and they are not you. And everyone has different obstacles and all kinds of stuff. But comparisons with them. are a root problem in our inner confidence, don't you think? We've yes. identified a lot of problems in this four-part series. But I think comparisons are one of the big ones, too. Well, what it is is an excuse. Oh, Ooh, that that bites. <laughs> yeah, it kind of hits hard. Well, when I'm comparing to someone else, I'm really making excuse, excuse for my and own it keeps self, me my from, own inadequacies, mm-hmm. right? Keeps me stuck right where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't do any better. I didn't have the privilege that so and so had, and I wasn't. I didn't inherit money, and I didn't this, and I didn't that. Mm-hmm. And then we stay right where we're at. Wow. So stop with the comparisons if you have to shut it off not get involved in it limit yourself from even engaging in social media or even a lot of times people want to compare themselves to like stars and like (laughs) that's ridiculous yeah yeah right don't don't (laughs) fall in that trap because it's going to keep you back so where are you today and where i want you to compare yourself take inventory in a month are you a little bit further down your journey in a month and six months and a year. That's what you want to strive for. Am I growing? And how well do you do the, the daily things that you do? I mean, do you do it with, as we said a few moments ago, do it with purpose, intentionality? Are you, are you good at your job? Do you try, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what, where are you in your relationships? Do you work on your relationships? Too many people get in relationships and five years later, you can't hardly recognize that relationship from what it was five years ago because they, it takes time and effort to work on a relationship. It takes communication, right? Yes. It takes a lot. And so Making excuses and holding ourselves back is not going to get you where you want to go. It's not. It's just going to make you continue feeling bad about yourself until you're probably in depression or in anxiety, and and that's going to hold you back further. So just stop the social comparisons. Right. We are all an individual on our own journey. Okay. Another thing that you have here is use your voice. And we just did a two or three part series on finding your voice, didn't we? We did. That was recent. It's up there on podcast. It's also on our website, I think. Uh, Finding your voice. Why is that important and what does that mean? Well, when we're using our voice, we are speaking up. Yes. Maybe we're sharing an idea. Maybe we're taking a chance. Maybe we're de- we're protecting ourselves. When we use our voice, that is a, a big sign of confidence. It's a sign right. of value when we use our voice. You know, people who sit and they're timid and they're quiet, you know, are usually lacking that confidence. They're usually lacking that value. And so practice using your voice. Share your idea. A lot of people will hold back in meetings. Oh, it's a stupid idea. And it's really a great idea, but they didn't have that confidence to share it. Right. So, yes, practice using your voice. So, And in personal relationships, that is extremely important. Or in family relationships with your mother, with your, with your siblings, with your relatives, it's important that you are who you are and not be afraid of what somebody thinks about you, right? Absolutely not. Speaking your truth is, is using your voice. Uh, don't think people are going to read your brain. I get that in relationships so much, this mind-reading thought that people should just know what I need. 
Right. Use your voice and tell somebody what you need. Exactly. And especially in a marriage situation, spouses a lot of times have a lot on their minds, jobs and kids and whatever, and they don't read each other's minds at all. No, and nobody should be able to read your mind. No, right. And I hear that. I think if I had a nickel every time I heard that in the counseling room, I'd be rich by now. They should just know. Right. They can see the dishes in the sink. They should just know I need help washing them. (laughs) Really? Well, that was an interesting impression. You like that one? Did I hear that one all the time? What's her name? What's her name? (laughs) I I could give her a million names probably because I've heard this one so much. (laughs) Right. It's so common, isn't it? It is. You know. And use your voice and ask and tell people what you need. And right. just use your words, use your voice. It's really powerful. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. And then what do we do with, with goal setting? This is so important, isn't it? It is. It's kind of the heart and soul of our confidence. Because when we're having confidence, we're trusting our abilities. We have that plan. We're preparing ourselves in some direction. And when we make goals, we want to make small, achievable goals. Most people stop at the goal making because what they do is make the whole plan. I'm going to lose 25 pounds by next Thursday. Yes. They make these (laughs) humongous goals that are just out of reach. um, And they don't achieve them because they wear themselves out trying and they're finding out they're failing three days in and they're like, forget it. I can't do it. It's impossible. And that they're setting themselves up to fail. So make smaller goals. Something that's a little out of your reach so that you can achieve it. Like? Like, say, for example, you're the person that wants to earn that college degree. Instead of thinking about the whole degree, let's think about maybe my small goal of taking three classes in the 16 weeks and just work on that part of that goal. And then once you achieve that part of the goal, maybe next term you might want to try four classes or a little bit more challenging classes or something and continue working in that goal step by step. So take a big goal and bring it down. There's such a sense of accomplishment when you do that. When you chunk, that's the term you've always used. (laughs) Yes, it's chunking. It's chunking. But it's such, such a sense of accomplishment when you chunk. It really is. I mean, I totally use, I mean, I know I've shared this on the radio before, but I totally clean my house by chunking. Okay. I I love it. I can get it done better. So I'll take like cleaning the bathroom and break it up into every little piece, cleaning the toilet, cleaning the mirror, cleaning the sink, cleaning the tub, the floor. And that's a whole bunch of different things I got to do. I write each one of them down. Really? Oh yeah. I love doing it this way. And then... (laughs) You got audience. She really does do this. You should see some of her journal. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And how you have time to do all that is beyond me. But go ahead. And so as I get each one of those things done, I can mark it off. And I know. It's, I love it feels marking so good. it off. Doesn't it feel good? I make lists too. And I love to mark them off. Well, there's a lot to, you know, a if room. I, if I make the list in blue, I mark it off with red. Yes, it feels good to do that and see that <laughs> I've accomplished that. I did that today on several things in real estate. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that was fun. Right. So making it smaller and manageable. It's easier right. to think about cleaning the mirror than the whole bathroom, right? It's easier to think about just the sink or just, you know, so. And it makes you feel like you've accomplished a lot when you look at your list and you got 35 check marks on it. Whoa. It really does. And it makes you feel good about yourself. It motivates you. And it builds your inner confidence, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And it motivates you. It builds your confidence. You're experiencing success. And that's why it's such a powerful tool to use. It really is. It really is. I've been on a kick right now to get through all these old things in storage, these bins of stuff. 
and I'm finding my baby books, and I'm, I mean, we're talking about like stuff from a long time ago. And as I go through each bin, and then it's empty, and I clean it out, and I put it in a stack, that's a real feeling of accomplishment, even though maybe a lot of that stuff got thrown away. Just the same, I'm getting through it, and mm-hmm. I, I, it feels good. And this is this stuff works, audience. It works, right? Because when you feel good, yeah, I want to do another. Good. I want to do another bin. Exactly. Give me more. Give me more of this junk to deal with. So it goes on that cycle when I'm feeling good, I'm thinking positive, and then yes. I'm you have more energy to do more. So you getting more accomplished that feeds feeling good, that feels thinking good. So, so it's does. this you're helping yourself along yes. your your path. Uh, so so it's a matter of focusing on solving these issues, whatever they are. Or tackling cleaning a house room by room my mother mm-hmm. taught us to clean a room room by room or a house room by room and that's what i hear you doing mm-hmm. too and she felt like that was way okay you go and you do this in that room you know she would just give us she wouldn't write it out but she gave us verbal instructions and that's how to do it and i've learned through the years that that's real effective for me i can i clean it's better that way it's effective for a lot of people yeah. and that's why that chunking and breaking goals into manageable bite-sized pieces work yeah, it does you know i I know a lot of people have heard um, the speaker who talks about you need to make your bed first thing in the morning because that's having a goal completed. I do that every thing, every morning, first thing. I never leave my bed unmade. Never, never, never. And it's linked to being more successful during your day. Is it? Well, Mm -hmm. I tell you, I cannot stand to walk through my bedroom and go, oh, my gosh, I forgot to make my bed. That just... It just it just grates on me because again my mother said first thing you do in the morning is make your bed. But you have already completed something yeah. before your days really even started. Yeah, that's cool. It does. It feeds that momentum. So you know, make your goals manageable. It's okay to have a big plan, but what's the little plan? What's this week's plan? Every week should have a little part of that plan. Right. You know, when I was working on my dissertation, that's a huge, huge oh, project gosh, yeah. to undertake. And I and I beat the time clock of the average of 36 months, did it in 14. But I, every week was, what am I going to do towards that today? This week. This yeah. week. This okay. week. This week. This week. And I took it week by week. And in 14 months, I had it done, finished, completed, reviewed, defended, and published. <laughs> Yes, you are amazing. <laughs> but it was every week there were momentum I, going. But, but it was consistency, mm-hmm. focus. I hear these words coming from you. Focus, consistency, chunking. Do a little at a time, whatever it takes. And and then you end this with body language. Talk about that. I do end it with body language because we give so much of our message through our body language. Yeah, we do. And it's really important. Smile. Smiling is contagious. Think about what body language do I have a lot of days. A lot of people kind of go around the day with this grum look on their face. Well, you're kind of projecting grum all day. Smile. But when you're smiling, people wonder what you're up to. Uh-huh. Oh, they depends on if you're smiling without <laughs> looking in your eyes. Yeah, um, I mean, seriously, I mean, smiling is contagious, it too. It is. You smile at somebody, you know. Even and, a baby, a right, baby a will baby smile responds, back. yes. It's like a mirror thing. People yes. want to mirror that. Um, keep your eyes forward when you're walking. I can't tell you the number of people who look down at the floor because they they're lacking confidence. They're lacking value, so they look down. That's a huge sign that you're lacking confidence. Wow. Just put your eyes up. Look towards where you're going. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Make eye contact when you talk to someone. Oh, my gosh. That's huge. That is huge. And that's a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Um, stand straight. Posture is really important. Sitting straight, standing straight. 
Yeah. Really important. It oh, wait a minute. Confidence. Let me sit up straight here. Okay. But, it, but you know what? It's true. That it is. is true. It really you do does. feel better. Right. Um, when you're greeting people, your handshake can tell a lot about oh. you. You know those flimsy handshakes? You oh, ever have those? those? Those slimy fish handshakes. In real estate, uh, we had a, a guy come into our office years and years ago and talked about handshakes and and how you greet people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he just had people come up randomly from our office. It was a large office. People come up, and I was one that he called up, and he said, you know, shake my hand. And the way I shook his hand, give me your hand, was like this. And he goes, that's the pastor's handshake. <laughs> and I said, he did not know I was a pastor. Oh, wow. In fact, at that time, I wasn't at that point. I had been and would be again. But he said, that's how that's what that's called and so it's interesting that when we shake hands with people there that that flimsy fish slimy yucky wet handshake is horrible it is and it it shows a lack of confidence i mean we protrude confidence in how we Right. Even shake some and greet somebody. Right. So have that firm handshake. You don't want to hurt them, but it needs to be a firm, like you're secure in greeting this person and meeting right. them. And pay attention to yourself. Like your body language gives off your confidence. It lets everybody in the world know what you're really thinking and feeling about yourself right That's now. Exactly right. So start. I would say a great place to start is with paying attention to your body language because you can send a message of confidence before you start really feeling it and thinking it. And I know they've taught me in counseling that when you're sitting there as a counselor, you don't want to sit there with your arms folded, right? Absolutely. That's important. Why, Why Your not? hands. Well, that's closed body language. Closed body language. Um, you're showing you're off. not interested in what the person's thinking. Right. You don't care. You're closing yourself right. off. Um, you don't want your hands in your pockets either. Right. You know, those are those are signs of lack of confidence. So you want to keep your body language open so that people feel comfortable with you. And we don't want to close them off. We don't want to keep our arms crossed. Um, it makes us appear like we're on the guard when we keep our hands crossed or we just don't care. Or I've, I've had this with clients sometimes when we're standing in a house and we're talking about something and one of the clients is just moving from one foot to the other and is jittery and is turning and is bending over and sitting down and jumping up and drives me crazy, wears me out watching it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a big one too, watching those those fidgets that you have. Some people fidgets? shake their legs all the time. Oh, yeah. That, those are signs of lack of confidence. Yeah. And so watch your fidgets. Are you the person that has a rock in the chair the whole time or fidget your leg or wiggle you something? Because that's another sign. So pay attention to how you're presenting yourself. Watch your fidgets. Watch your fidgets. Well, we are at the end of this series. So, Dr. We Angel, we got about two minutes, and we want you to just say what you want to say on this topic. Well, I definitely want to share the E.E. Cummings quote that we started with. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. Mm, Believing in ourselves is so vital to your success. Yeah, and we've given a whole lot of pointers in this four-part series that we thought was like a two-parter and ended up in a four because we just love to talk about this so much because this is such an important part of who we are as individuals that we develop that inner confidence and we can be more content. We can be more at peace, don't you think? We can be more full of joy when when we know who we are and we're not afraid of that, you know? Right, and we believe in ourselves. 
You have amazing things to share with the world. You are here for a purpose. That's exactly right. Walk in your purpose. That's exactly right. And become everything you can become. Fulfill your potential. Absolutely. Fulfill your destiny. And you don't have to be a surgeon to have purpose. There's purpose in everything. Right. And so be confident. You are, you do have value. And if you feel like you have a job that is not as highly regarded as somebody else's, you know, just do the best that you can, right? Bloom where you're planted, that old thing, you know? Be a hundred percenter, no matter what it is you do. Be a hundred percenter. There you go. Put all your might in whatever you do, you will find success. Yep, that's exactly right. And so we welcome you to go back to the podcast here on TantalkNetwork.com. Go to the podcast tab, go down to Go Yard and catch the rest of this series, three parts that we already did. And we'll have something new next week. And you know, just go there to the podcast and go to our website, goyard2014.org, and listen to a lot of these shows and let them help you and grow through these. That's why we've been doing it all these years. So until next week, and it will come very quickly because yes, life will. seems to go very fast. Uh, this has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard. See you next week and have a great weekend. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay, 